Hello, and welcome to Friday Devos. These are short devotionals that we put together every Friday to help you end your work week or just start your Friday on the right note. This week, we're joined by Crossroads Kids Pastor Matt Lima. So sit back, grab something to take notes with, and let's get into it. What's up, everybody? Today, I want to talk about promises. If you're connected to our children's ministry at all, you'd know that the theme of our month's lessons are about God's promises, specifically the big ones that he made to his people in the book of Genesis. And in preparation for this month, I've spent some time reading through Genesis. It's kind of a wacky book, and it's full of wild people. Seriously, anybody who says that the Bible is boring has not read the book of Genesis. It's got everything you need to make a really intense series of high-stakes adventure romance crime dramas, if you ask me anyway. Anyways, I want to hone in on something that we ought to learn from God's promises and about God's promises. You see, God makes a lot of promises to his people in the book of Genesis. Some of them are simple prophecies, and some of them are sacred covenants. But all of them are really important. And even from the very beginning, we can learn that all of them come true. And all of them are not necessarily for our own sake, but for the purpose of his glory instead. They are all for our benefit, but not always for our immediate comfort or even happiness. This is a little tricky to understand or get behind, but let me explain by sharing two promises that God makes to a man named Abram. God establishes an incredible covenant with this man and makes some big promises. At this point in his life, Abram loves the Lord, but he was an old dude who had no children. Abram's worried that his heir will end up being a different member of his household rather than his own offspring. But in Genesis 15, the Bible says, And behold, the word of the Lord came to him. This man shall not be your heir. Your very own son shall be your heir. And he brought him outside and said, Look toward heaven and number the stars if you are able to number them. Then he said to him, So shall your offspring be. And Abram believed the Lord, and he counted it to him as righteousness. Now that is one incredible promise. To have a number of offspring as uncountable as the stars? That's wild to think about. Well, as Abram begins to prepare a sacrifice to make and seal this covenant, something else interesting happens, and God makes a second promise. The story continues. As the sun was going down, a deep sleep fell on Abram, and behold, Dreadful and great darkness fell upon him. Then the Lord said to Abram, Know for certain that your offspring will be sojourners in a land that is not theirs, and they will be servants there. They will be afflicted for four hundred years, and I will bring judgment on the nation that they serve, and afterward they shall come out with great possessions. Huh. That one's a little less uplifting, at least at first glance. We read that God actually promised Abram that his people will suffer greatly for over 400 years. They were going to be slaves of a nation far more powerful than them and have no way of escape until God decided to save them. You know, I bet a lot of us at this point would say something like, Hey God, what's the point of promising Abram a nation born from him if they're just going to suffer anyways? How could a good God even do such a thing like that? Why bring the people into the world in the first place? But the answer is, honestly, exactly what God promised to Abram in the first place. God would be the one to save him, for his glory and for his namesake. 
You know, it's really easy to trust the Lord when everything is going well for us, but ironically, it's also just as easy for us to stop trusting God when things are going well for us. We slide into a place where we say, you know what, God? I don't really need you. Look at how great things are right now. And that's exactly why some of God's promises to his people are ones that do not feel so great in the moment. God says to his people over and over again that things are going to be rough at first, but it's so that we understand that only God can save us. Jesus said that we will have persecution and face many trials, but he also says, do not fear man who can only harm the body, fear God who can destroy the soul. My friends, God is powerful, so powerful that he can promise offspring as many as the stars and so powerful that only he is the one who can promise to save them, to save us. And the best part? He did. One of the best parts about these promises is that the Lord never goes back on his word. Joshua 21:45 says that no one word of all of the good promises that the Lord had made to the house of Israel had failed. All came to pass. These 21 days of prayer have been pretty awesome so far. But if everyone is being honest, it's been tough for a lot of people too. There's brokenness and tiredness and stress and hardships, but it's not over yet. God's promises are true for me and you both yesterday, today, and forever. Don't give up. And remember that sometimes the hard times come from directly from God so that you will learn to trust him even more. Abram didn't even get to see the establishment of his offspring after he lived. But God still did what he promised that he would do. So today, thank God for his provision, even the provision you may not have seen yet. Thank God for his forgiveness, for both the mistakes you have made and the ones you have not yet made. Thank God that even in times of trial and struggle, his promises are true.